You're listening to the Grow Further Podcast, dedicated to helping you on your journey to get from where you are now to where you want to be. I'm Christy. I'm Ellie. And we are your hosts. Grow further with us starting now. All right. And welcome, everybody, to the Grow Further Podcast. We have a really exciting episode. I feel like I say that every time, Ellie. I was just going to say, I think we do say that every time, but it's just because we're so excited about the content that we provide. We really believe in it. So I don't think that's a bad thing. We do. And the assumption is, if you're listening to this podcast, is that you're a person that likes to grow further. You're a person that is never just satisfied with status quo. You want to continue learning and growing. And do we have something for you today that's going to enable you to do that? It is rare that Ellie and I use terminology like game changer, but today's content is a true game changer. But before we dive any deeper, Ellie, I just want to start off our conversation and I want you all out there to think about it. Have you had any wins recently? Do you have any good news to share? Good question. So uh, a really big win in our household is that we finally have sleep trained Dustin, our seven-month-old. No way. Yeah. And he has been sleeping longer stretches. Uh, As a matter of fact, the other night he slept for seven hours, which is like unreal. It is the first time I've slept for seven hours consecutively in probably seven years. So it was like, whoa, that that (laughs) That also was game changing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I'm going to pause right there, Ellie. The reason that I asked you that is because the way that I choose to show up in this moment is either going to build our relationship or it's going to erode it. Um, Mm. And that's why, but yeah, like I could have made it about myself. I could have said, yeah, that's cool and gone to the next thing, which is kind of what I just did. But it was to hold on to a cliffhanger (laughs) for everybody that's listening because good news is shared around us all the time. And a lot of times we just don't look for it. So I'm really excited for today because we are going to capitalize on a moment in time when somebody shares good news with you. There's many different ways that we show up. But we're going to explore the way that actually builds trust and intimacy and connection in the relationships that we have in our life. I love this. I love the fact that we're calling this a relationship game changer because it is. And we've actually been teaching this skill for a while together. But Chris, even before that, you taught this skill for the military for many years. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your experience doing that? Yeah, and I'll just and I'll give a high level Cliff Notes version um, because I know not all of you know my background, but I was never in the service or in the military, but I had the opportunity to serve those who serve us by teaching resilient skills, leadership skills, communication, team building, mental toughness, all the things that deal with the mind and how we communicate. That's what I did for the military for around ten years, and the one skill that everybody kept coming back to out of a two week resilience course that I was trained by the University of T- Pennsylvania to provide to people to soldiers. The one skill that everybody kept coming back to was the skill that we're sharing with you all today. It is the skill that people would come up to me and say, I, you know, I went from being father or mother to being a mom and a dad. It's one of these skills that just really opens up a relationship where you're not talking and then all of a sudden you start talking all the time. Um, so it's legitimately a game changer and it doesn't take long. It's like, you know, 30 seconds, two minutes. You're going to realize this over time, but this is a skill that you can use with your significant other, coworkers, leaders, members of your community, people in your sports team, if you like to play sports or, or have hobbies. This is just one of those skills that changes the game of any relationship. And I'm excited that I get to teach it at CVS Health, but now we also get to share it with all of you out there um, through the Grow Further podcast. 
Awesome, Chris. You know, I think that the thing that we should level set on first and foremost is the fact that it is very easy for us as human beings to lean in and to be there for someone in a significant way when things are going wrong. Very true. What we're here to talk about today is the fact that it's actually more important to be there for people when things are going right. And it's also harder because it's our human instinct and in our human nature to support others in their time in need. But sometimes it's different and can be awkward or we don't know how to respond when people are leaning and looking to us to share good news. So that's so true. Oh, and can I ask you a question too, Ellie? And I'm going to ask all of our listeners out there. I want you to think about this. I want you to think about the people in your life that you could call if you had a problem. And this just furthers the point that you just shared, that it's easier to be there for people sometimes when things go wrong versus when things go right because it's more obvious. Mm-hmm. You, might have, you might have a really large amount of people that you could call if there was a problem. Now I'm going to ask you, how many people come to mind when you have good news to share? Who would you want to call? What happened to that number of people, right? There is probably on one hand the number of people that I would feel comfortable calling them if I had a problem while also calling them if I had good news. To share. But why is that though, Chris? What is the difference? What is what what makes that filter or that funnel happen where the number is far less when you're thinking about sharing good news? Well, and this is just for me. I don't know if that's the case for you. Is it also the case for you? It is definitely the case for me. You have less people? There are less people that I go to to share exciting, joyous, good news with than there are when I have something going on that I need either advice on or that I just need to vent about, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so, like, why is that? I mean, I think that there's many reasons, but when I'm just putting myself, it's such a vulnerable position to have good news and, and want to share it, right? And so yeah. whoever I want to share it with, I'm hoping that they're going to be happy for me. I want to share it with somebody that's a cheerleader for me. Somebody that's not going to critique me, bring me down, or make what I believe to be good news actually bad news. So, and, and there's just fewer people in my life that I feel like would really find pleasure and joy in my joy and share that moment with me, you know? So what I hear you saying is that there are fewer people that you really trust would show up in a way that you need them to or you would hope they would. When yeah. you're sharing good news. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That would genuinely, genuinely care and be like genuinely excited. You know, well, there's research that supports us, Chris. So, uh, <laughs> but um, there's research that supports. No, um, so, so so Dr. Shelley Gable is a social psychologist and professor at the University of California, and her research is really focused on relationships. And Dr. Gable actually identified that there are four different ways we typically respond when someone shares good news. We're going to share those four ways with you. And like Chris said, there are three ways that could erode a relationship or erode trust. And there is one way that builds it. But first, let's define good news. So Chris, what constitutes good news? Well, that's one of the first things that we need to be mindful of, right? Is like, what does good news sound like? And how can you catch when somebody actually chooses you? out of anyone else to share good news with. We need to not miss this moment. So good news could be big. It could be small. It could be something as simple as, Ellie, um, you you got seven hours of of sleep straight. That's an example of good news that you started us off with, which I would say is kind of big good news. You said seven hours in seven years. Like, that's pretty significant. Like, I would not want to let that go. Um, Yeah. Another piece of good news, uh, and this just happened, is that my daughter, Mia, she went to her first birthday party 
She got an actual invitation from her friend across the street. It was the cutest thing in the world. He came over and handed it to her. And we went to our first birthday party this past Saturday. Um, you know, I mean, so it's like things like that that we often start conversation with in small talk or we talk about how our weekend was. It could be as simple as I had a really good weekend with the family. It could be something like, um, you know, you went on a work trip and they said, well, how was your trip? And they say, oh, it was really great. Well, that is your moment where they shared something good. And then we can use that as an opportunity to elaborate and share that joy together. Um, so, but those are just some examples. Is there anything else coming to mind for you, Ellie, is like what good news is? Because I want to help all of you out there really tune into it. You know, it's so it's interesting because I really love your examples. I love how there are like large scale examples. So seven hours of sleep. I mean, that's big. That's big for me. But marriages, other yeah, graduations, other, those other I, stuff, right? I got engaged. I graduated. I got into the college of my choice. My my child did. Um, I cracked the code on a project that I've been working on. There are a lot of ways that people share good news, and you know, there are ways that we respond in those moments. So I want you to stop and think for a moment. Think about the last time someone shared good news with you. And as we go through these different ways that we tend to respond, ask yourself, how did I respond in that moment? How did I show up for that person that chose me, that trusted me with the vulnerable moment of sharing good news? That's a great idea. Chris, why don't we go through these four ways? Um, and. The first one is one that, uh, you know, in this day and age of all of the uh, things that are distracting us, all of the moments where we are head down, paying attention to other things, it has become more and more relevant and more and more typical that we respond in this way. And the first one is called faux listening. So what is that really, Chris? Okay, so faux listening, this is one of the ways that we mess this up. And I really love the tee up, Ellie, that you gave that there's three ways we mess it up when somebody shares good news, that we erode trust, we erode the relationship, erode the safety. There's only one way to actually build trust and build the relationship in this moment. The first way we mess it up is being a faux listener. A faux listener is when somebody chooses you, like, for example, Ellie, if I were to tell you that, hey, um, my daughter Mia, she had a really great time at this birthday party that she just went to. An example of a faux listener is somebody that would say, oh, that's nice cool. But then they put their head back down to their phone. They start looking at multiple screens like behind your head. Because how Ellie, how many meetings have you been in where you can tell that somebody is doing their multitasking while you're talking? Um, it's the most aggravating thing for me because time is precious. Time is a finite resource. So, you know, especially when you're trying to talk about something, trying to get so things done, it's really frustrating when someone is not really listening and pretending to listen. So that's what a faux listener is. And it's and and I got to be honest, if I fall into one of these response styles when people share good news, this is the one. This is the one that I tend to fall into because we are busy. We do have a lot going on, you know, and if your kid comes up to you, you know, when you're watching the game, you know, it, or whatever it is, and they're like, oh, this is, look at what I did. Look at what I made. It's so easy to say, oh, that looks good, hon. And then just kind of brush them off. But let me ask you this, because we've all been on the receiving end of that moment, and we've all done that to somebody else. Like, I know that there's many of you listening. They're like, oh, I'm so guilty of this. You know, I asked them how their work trip was, and they said it was great. And then I was like, oh, cool. And then went to do another stuff. And let the conversation kind of fizzle out, right? The conversation completely just dies. 
you know, what message do we send the person that shared good news with us when we respond to them in that way, Ellie? And I'm also asking all of you listening right now, like to answer this for yourself. What are we saying to them without saying it when we're multitasking, looking at other stuff or not asking them any further questions? Well, when this happens to me, I think that the person doesn't care or that what they're doing is more important than me. And it is really frustrating. And um, I think that our phones are like the biggest thing that distracts us and and can easily pull us into this this modality of faux listening. We're constantly doing something on our phones. And so the message it sends to me is that I'm not important. And what I have to say is not important. And my time is not valuable. Let's just pause on that and think about how devastating that could be for a person. Or for a relationship. And, and that's what I mean. Yes, even that for a relationship, especially if that was your pattern. If you do it once, maybe that person will come back to you to still share news. But if that's the pattern and the way that you respond, they're going to stop coming to you with good news. And that's how you can have people that share a household that just stop talking. Mm, and coexist. One of the reasons that maybe they stop talking and you coexist is because you're not seen anymore. Um, for the good things. Maybe you could solve problems together and like work through huddles together, but you don't celebrate joy together. That's one of the reasons. Um, mm-hmm. And so that is being a faux listener. So what we want to say to you out there um, and, and myself, you know, to all the faux listeners out there, be mindful of that moment when somebody chooses you because you do not want to send the message that something's more important than them and that they don't matter because that could damage the relationship longer term. But unfortunately, Ellie, that's not the only way that we mess it up, okay? No. So that's one of the ways. What's the other way that we tend to respond when somebody shares good news with us? So I know that the reason that you're allowing me to talk about this one is because I am guilty. I'm I'm probably guilty of all of these. I know I'm guilty of all of these. That may or may not be true. So and this one, I will say I had worked on for a really long time, and I feel like I've gotten better at it, but... Needless to say, we're all works true. in progress. You, ha- you this, have. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. But then I just fell into a different pattern. But anyway, that's besides the point. So <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, we'll let you know which one it is. Uh, the second one is a conversation hijacker or a one-upper. So I am sure that as I say this, everyone can think mm-hmm. of that person that is in their life that anytime you share something with them, any sh- good news... They always did it faster, stronger, better, and more like a one-upper than you. Yeah, one-upper. Exactly. And the conversation hijacker responds in a way that either takes the conversation and makes it about them or changes the subject completely or tells you about their experience in the same vein or in something adjacent. So if I shared with you, Chris, that... um, I just, uh, we just had our first voyage in our camper van. We bought a camper van. We just had our voyage, a first voyage, and it was so much fun. And you came back to me and said, oh, speaking of homes, because that's my home on wheels, we're about to move into our house. Exactly. And they made it about me. Or I share with you about the birthday. Exactly. That is a conversation hijacker. And then you share with me that Nico just went to a birthday as well. Exactly. That happens all the time. But Ellie, and there's going to be many of you that are like, yeah, I do this. What, what's wrong with that? Right? It's true because 
at the end of the day, and this is, I can only speak for myself. I know that when I would do this, it was because I was so excited that I had something in common with the other person. I was so excited to connect with them in a way that showed them that I know where they're coming from, or I know that how excited, exciting that might be. However, as pure as my intentions were, I totally stole the spotlight from that person. And I just made it about myself. And then people are less likely, if you're thinking about especially that one-upper in your life, people are less likely to come to you and share good news if they know that every time they do, they're going to make it about them or they're going to you know, talk about how they're so much better and their news is so much bigger and what they've done is so much brighter. Hijack or one-up? Hijack or one-up. That's typically, but with good intentions, Ellie, which is what you're saying. We want to relate. And so, Ellie, And everybody listening, I do not want you walking away from this conversation thinking that you cannot share how you relate to the news. But the timing is what matters, right, Ellie? Because I'm sure that if I said to you, oh, my gosh, you know, that's so great that, you know, you had a great experience with the camper van, my house, like we're about to move in. But tell me more about your experience. It's like I'm saying to you, I can relate, but I'm kicking the ball back to you. I'm not stealing the spotlight. Yeah. Or or even if you shared about Mia's birthday party and I said, I remember when Nico went to his first birthday party. That must have been so exciting for you. Tell me more. How did she how did she do? Great. You know, so Great. so that's that's a different approach versus, oh, when Nico went to his first birthday party and then I just keep going on and on and on and on and on and I never come back to your story. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, the unfortunate part is that we still have one more way that we mess this up. And and when I said before that I turned from a conversation hijacker to something else, unfortunately, Chris has been calling me out lately on two or three occasions specifically where I have demonstrated this third response style, which is the third way that we mess things up when someone comes to us to share good news. So what have I become, Chris? Tell the world. A joy thief. A thief, Ellie. A joy thief. Ugh. You bring about a negative focus to the person's good news, or you address a concern right at the same time that the person shared the good news. I think that we can all remember and find a moment in time where we've done this, we've had it done to us, where we are excited, we share something good, and the, and the other person just pops your balloon, rains mm. on your parade, mm. right? And it just feels so awful. It just, it's one of those moments where you start here, you know, excited and and happy, and then you leave disappointed or angry, frustrated, sad. I love the metaphor because it's literally like deflating. It is deflating. A hundred percent. all the wind out of someone's sails when you do it. And so, so can we do an example really quick? Yeah, sure. So like, for example, if you told me, hey, we just bought a new camper van, which actually just happened, right? Yeah. An example of being a joy thief could be me saying, why would you buy a new vehicle right now? Like, this is the worst time to buy a new car. Yeah. Interest rates are terrible and the prices of cars are higher than they've ever been. Yeah. Or that is want, 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 like Debbie Downer. (laughs) Exactly. Like, oh man, but diesel's so expensive these days. Oh like, my gosh, something and like it's that. diesel. Why would you yeah, do that? Exactly. You know? <laughs> no. What was I thinking? You know, the the sad part is a person starts to second guess their good news. Like if you reacted in that way, I mm-hmm. might start to second guess my choices. And that's exactly. not where you want to be. You want to be in a space of celebration. But Chris, you might actually have genuine concerns about my my choice. And what what are you what supposed do you do? to do about that? Yeah. 
So if somebody shares good news with you and you have a legitimate concern, but their their life, their their arms, their legs, their eyesight, there's nothing at danger here. There's no risk. As long as there's no risk, which none, I mean, usually there isn't, I would say conversation A, be with the person and use the skill. Be a joy multiplier. Use the skill of active, constructive responding. Ask questions. Be curious. Stay engaged. Then have conversation B where you share what your concern is. I would caution against sharing your concern immediately when somebody is excited, especially if it if it, there's nothing dangerous, if there's nothing pending where, oh my gosh, if you don't share it and something really bad could happen to them. I mean, really, that's likely not the case. Hold off on your concern until later. And I'll also share with you why. When somebody's excited, they want you to meet them where they are while mm-hmm. you remain being yourself. If that is the moment that you choose to share concern, you're only decreasing the likelihood that your concern would be heard. Because of the state of mind that they're in. You would rather share your concern when they're not as excited anymore. They're maybe thinking about something else. And you've already built trust and demonstrated that you're excited and happy for them. But you thought about some things that maybe you want to bring up. So you've already built the trust. Now maybe they're going to be more open to hearing whatever concerns you have. So conversation A, be a joy multiplier. Be there for that person. Conversation B, address the concern that you might have. So what I heard you say was when someone shares good news, instead of expressing your concerns, if you have them right away, the first thing you want to do is allow them to share and talk about their good news. And then at a later time, if it's truly valid, bring up their concerns. So this brings up a really good point, which is, is it a concern or is it an opinion? Right. Mm. So uh, uh, and that's why I love how you said, are they in danger? Is there something at risk? Because a lot of times we like to push our opinion on other people or project our opinion on other people, which could be an element of joy thiefing or popping that balloon. So, you know, when when someone shares good news with you, celebrate first. If it's a genuine concern, do they really need to hear it? Could be a filter that you use and that you ask yourself. Then express the concerns at a later point in time. Circle back with the you concern. You got it. All right. So, Chris, you know, I think we really need to share this game changer skill with everybody. And because those this, weren't it, those weren't it. The, the game changer in that is naming yourself. If you found a pattern that you relate to, are you a faux listener typically? Are you a uh, conversation hijacker or one upper or are you a joy thief like having a name to describe yourself builds self-awareness which is one of the reasons that we also like sharing that so that's game changing but the skill has not been taught yet (laughs) exactly and the skill is called acr or active constructive responding we also like to refer to this as the joy multiplier so chris what is ACR in a nutshell. In a nutshell, what it is, is that somebody comes to you, they share good news. You respond authentically being yourself, not trying to be a cheerleader or anything like that, but you are yourself and you ask questions to help them elaborate on their joyous moment. That's it. Hmm. So it seems like it's called the joy multiplier because number one, you contribute to their joy. Yes. By allowing them to celebrate with you. And allowing them to feel those positive emotions again, because you're asking them to kind of relive it. 
you're let exactly Ellie, you're letting them relive it. But then can I also share, you know, like as we are coming to an end here, like the the thing that's so beautiful about this yes. is that all of the benefits of using the skill of ACR of just asking questions like, Ellie, well, how was your trip? You know, um, where did you go? What types of views did you see when you were using your van? Or if you asked me, well, how was the party? What was her favorite part? Was there any part of the gym that she loved more? You know, how, how long has she known her friend? You know, these are examples, just ways to get the person talking a little bit more. The beautiful thing is that when somebody chooses you to share good news, they're bringing you a gift. They are. Because the increase in joy, the increase in positive emotion, the increase in the trust in that relationship is not only experienced by the person sharing the news, it's by you too. So you are genuinely feeling similar emotions to the other person. And so it gives everybody the opportunity to feel a boost in their emotions and to feel a little happier and, and more intimate and close and seen in that relationship, um, which is so necessary when you think about personal and professional relationships. I love that. Yeah. It's good for everybody. Yeah. The last question I really have, though, is, you know, or maybe just a statement, because there are times you might be thinking about to yourself, there are times when someone is sharing news that I don't care about. I really don't want to hear about a camper van. <laughs> that does not interest me. I don't care. And don't you don't care know, about nails that, being done. I don't care about you know? I don't care that you fix something. I don't care that you finish your project. I don't care. But you know, at the end of the day, it's not about the news. It's about the person. And if you care about that person, then you really want to respond in a way that allows their joy to be multiplied, not in a way that feigns listening, not in a way that takes the conversation and runs with it, and not in a way that steals their joy. So if we had to leave you with tips about this game-changing relationship builder and how you can really think about those moments when someone shares good news with you, the first thing I would say is tune in, right? It's hard to understand. It's hard to recognize when someone's sharing good news. You need to kind of listen at a different frequency to notice it and be intentional about it. And then the second is multiply a person's joy by shining the light on that person through asking questions, through being present and being curious. And that's ACR. That's ACR. And I will leave the group with a challenge. I want you to think about somebody in your life that's really, really important to you. And I want you to create the opportunity to use the skill by asking them to share a recent win, ask them to share something good. And then Hey, we'd love to hear how it goes, but give yourself the opportunity to practice what you just learned or put more into practice something that maybe you already do. Be more intentional about it. But we're so grateful that you chose to be with us in this last you know, few minutes um, over anywhere else. And let's all go out there, Ellie, and let's be some joy multipliers. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. All right. Until next time, everybody, grow just a little bit further. We'll see you back here on the Grow Further podcast in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to the Grow Further podcast. If you'd like to help us grow further, please subscribe. And don't forget to let us know what you thought of today's episode.